0: Good morning, Church. It is so good to see you again this morning. God bless you. So great to see you. Um, I just want to say it's so good to to have Jill, Jill Wheeler on this morning. Uh, Jill, you know, last year she nearly died. She was uh, very, very ill. But the prayers of the saints amen. Uh, prevailed, hallelujah. hallelujah. God spared her, and she's with us today. And it's just so good, Jill, to see you praising hallelujah. the Lord. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Bless God. Thank hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God is in control, amen. He's the one that gives us the breath to breathe. Amen. Uh, so we are continuing our uh, Faith Series Church. And uh, today's message, and this is going to be the same for next week, is called Courageous Commitment courageous commitment I would recommend you take some notes and if you have your Bibles can you please turn to Daniel chapter 6 Daniel chapter 6 and we're going to look at Daniel's deliverance from the power of the lions okay courageous commitment do you know we can learn so much from this young man and as a teenager way back in 605 BC Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had overthrown the king of Judah. And Daniel, along with others, were taken prisoner. These were young men of nobility, royalty. They were known for being handsome, having knowledge, well-informed, showing aptitude. And basically, Nebuchadnezzar, he wanted them to serve in his palace. He wanted them to learn the language and the literature of the Babylonians. So he's a teenager taken from his family, taken from his home, taken from all he has known. And his training in the palace was going to take three years. That's quite a lot for a teenager to cope with. But he's also a young man who displays courageous commitment and separation to God. Amen. 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 You know, right back in Daniel chapter one, and I'll leave you to read that in your own time. We actually see that Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself by eating the king's food, which was forbidden to Jews. And Daniel and his three three friends said, "Okay, test us, test us for three days and we'll only have water to drink and vegetables to eat. We're not going to touch all the king's delicacies and all of his wine and at the end of the 10 days then come and look at us and see how we look you know when we honor god we're setting ourselves up aren't we for victory and basically at the end of those 10 days they looked better and they were healthier than all those who ate the king's delicacies and god blessed them and he gave them knowledge he gave them wisdom And to Daniel, he gave the understanding in dreams and in visions. And at the end of those three years of training, Nebuchadnezzar, he interviewed them. And he found out that they were 10 times better than all his magicians and astrologers in the whole of his realm. Hallelujah. You know, the spiritual forces of darkness have nothing on the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 And God gave Daniel the ability to interpret dreams and visions so by daniel chapter 5 if you read through it he'd been promoted to the third ruler in the kingdom so let's pick it up in daniel chapter 6 and let's see what happens so it says it pleased darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them one of whom was daniel The satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Now, Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his excellent spirit that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in the conduct of government affairs but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent." Do you know, so here we have these 120 satraps. They were like government officials and over them were three governors or administrators of which Daniel was one. And you say, Daniel was so distinguished because of his excellent spirit that the king was going to give him authority over the whole of the realm what a responsibility but what an honor What, what an honor so what did king darius recognize in daniel the holy spirit it was through the Holy Spirit that Daniel had the visions and the dreams and interpret them. It was through the Holy Spirit that he prophesied. It was through the Holy Spirit that he moved in the miraculous. He was a young man who was set himself apart yes. for God. Set himself apart to please God in everything he put his hand to. He operated in humility and respect and dignity. And he left an indelible impression wherever he went. He was faithful, and he maintained a steadfast commitment to God, and God was well pleased with him. He lived a life of excellence, all that we would be as a people of God, a people of excellence, and have an excellent spirit, a people set apart for God. And that's exactly what God wants from his church. He longs for us to be a people that are full of his Holy Spirit, yeah. living and walking in holiness. It says this in 1 Peter 1, 15 to 16. It says, it says, but just as he called you is holy, God is holy. We couldn't even stand in his presence outside of Jesus Christ. Yeah. It says our God is a consuming fire. Holiness surrounds him, like that prophecy. He he lives in unapproachable life. So God says, as I'm holy, be holy, because God is holy. 2 Corinthians 7, 1 says, Let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates us. I wonder, do we allow things to contaminate us? Purify yourselves from everything that contaminates us. Body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Do you know, church, in these days, we need to protect our eye gate. We need to protect our ear gate. We need to protect our mind. 1 Peter 2 9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. God's special possession oh i tell you god loves you beyond measure he is zealous for you because you belong to him and he doesn't want you to be contaminated with the things in the world he wants you to be set apart for him why that you may declare the praises of him who's called you out of darkness into his wonderful light you know we should shine so bright in the world, and as the world gets darker, we need to shine, and we will shine even brighter. And because Daniel honoured God, he did everything well. So the, the other administrators and the sap traps were jealous of Daniel. They got together, all 122 of them, because there were 123, including Daniel. So 122 of them, they got together and they tried to find grounds for charges against him in the conduct of government affairs they could not find anything they they searched and they searched and they searched why because he was trustworthy and he was neither corrupt nor negligent oh my he would be every employer's dream you'd be every employer's dream They tried to to discredit him and to bring him down, but there was nothing. There was absolutely nothing, but they wanted him out of the way because they were jealous of him. He was a righteous, holy man. And all that we would be like that. You know, I believe Christians should be the best employees, the best employers on the face of the planet. We should be hardworking and honest. Not cheating, not cutting corners, but doing an excellent job. Honouring our commitments because God sees everything we do. This is what it says in Colossians 3.23. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord, as a reward it is the lord christ you are serving amen it's the lord christ that we serve and i just want to encourage you church sometimes people feel like you know if they're not full-time in the ministry somehow they're not serving god but that is not true god says whatever you find your hand to do whatever you put it work at it with all of your heart work at it with all of your strength why because you're bringing glory to god in whatever you do when you do it for him and you do an excellent job so let's go back and have a look at verse five then in daniel six so finally these men said finally so they'd obviously spent a good deal of time trying to see what they could dig up that daniel had done wrong but they couldn't find anything so finally <laughs> the men said We'll never find any basis for charges against this man Daniel unless it has something to do with the law of his God. Do you know, they did their research, they did their homework and they watched Daniel. They watched him and they plotted against him. They watched him and they plotted against him. Do you know, it's very dangerous to plot against the lord's anointed because god says touch not my anointed and vengeance is god's and they had no idea these satraps as we will see next week what they were setting themselves up for so they watched daniel and they saw that daniel was a man of prayer no wonder he had an excellent spirit He got down on his knees, we're told, three times every day and prayed, giving thanks to God. So how did the satraps and the administrators know this? Because he prayed the Bible tells us from an upstairs room and he opened his window, which faced towards Jerusalem. And they watched him. And because they'd watched him and they'd seen him do this continually three times a day, he would open his windows and he would get on his knees and he would pray to God. And they thought, we got him. We got him. So they went to the king. Now, it doesn't tell us how many of them went. So we could assume all 122 went. So let's have a look from verse 6. So the administrators and the satraps went as a group to the king and said, oh, King Darius, live forever. The royal administrators perfect satraps, advisors and governors. So they'd included even other people. They'd got others involved as well. We have all agreed that the king should issue an edict And enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or man during the next 30 days, except to you, O King, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, O King, issue the decree and put it in writing. Put it in writing, get this church so it cannot be altered in accordance with the laws of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. Boy, had they done their homework. Had they done their homework, all 122 of them. They had it all planned down to the very last detail. Also, they thought, even to the point of telling the king to put it in writing so it couldn't be altered. They thought they had thought of everything. Everything that is, except God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. It's good. Yeah. I, it really encouraged me, church, when I see you praising. Amen. Thank you. They thought they'd thought of everything. Everything that is, except God Almighty, oh hallelujah, hallelujah, Hallelujah. (laughs) hallelujah. Now let's have a look now at verse 10. So the King Darius put the decree in writing. Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God, just as he had done before. Just as he had done before. Hallelujah. He didn't change a thing. Even though he knew he'd been set up. He knew he'd been set up. He knew that they'd been watching him, the men. And he knew the cost. He knew the cost. Before he went back home, he knew that that decree had been published and that if he prayed, he would be thrown into the lion's den. I went to church. How would we feel if we were told that? How would we feel if we were told that? You go to church, let's say say it's post-Covid, you go to church on Sunday and we're going to round you up and we're going to throw you to a den of hungry lions. I wonder, would we go to church? Would we go to church? So why does the scripture tell us that Daniel knew about the decree? So that the reader in scripture know that he wasn't prepared to compromise. You see, to compromise means that you accept something that's below what you really know is right or want because of circumstances or to please or appease other people. And you see, Daniel, he could have compromised. Do you know how he could have compromised? He could have kept his window shut. Have you thought of that? He could have kept his windows shut and he could have said, well, well, God, I'm I'm still praying. I'm still on my knees and I'm still praying, but I'm going to close my windows so that nobody sees. Or he could have said, well, God, it's only a month. And in 31 days, I'll be back on track and I'll be on my knees opening my window. It's only a month. That's that's not long. It's only a month. 31 days, God, I'll, I'll be back. I'll be here. But, you know, there's no way that Daniel would have done that. No way. God had preserved his life before, and whatever the outcome, he would not compromise and sin. Listen to what it says in James 4.17. You might want to make a note of this one. James 4.17. And it says this in the English Standard Version. It says, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. So when we know what God is telling us to do and when we know what is the righteous thing to do, but we don't do it, And the Bible tells us to us it's sin because it's compromised. You know, we live in an increasingly anti-Christian society, church. The respect that was once held for the Christian faith has deteriorated rapidly, even since I was a child. Secularism is on the rise. And we have witnessed in the media, haven't we, Christians being sacked and even arrested for sharing their faith. That was pre-COVID, and that was right here in the UK. And right now there's a Canadian pastor in jail because he opened his church for worship. And there's a petition online right as we speak to have him released. Things are changing, church. It's getting darker. We need to get brighter. And I believe laws will come into effect that will make it a criminal offence to speak out against sin. Yet the word of God tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I believe we must be prepared to stand, church, for the gospel of Jesus Christ and for righteousness. Amen. Amen. Romans 1 16 says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. Yes. Psalm 119, one, 1 to 4 in the New Living Translation says this. Make a note of this one as well. Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts they do not compromise with evil and they walk only in his paths you have charged us to keep your commandments carefully or church i'm going to read that again because there's so much in there it's psalm 119 verses one to four in the new living translation Joyful are people of integrity, and what a man of integrity Daniel was, who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. They do not compromise with evil, and they walk only in his paths. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Do you know the cost of compromise will always be greater than the cost of obedience. Sometimes it seems easy to go with the flow, but God hasn't called us to go with the flow. Jesus said this in Matthew 7, this is Jesus speaking. Matthew 7, 13 says, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Oh, you can just hear Jesus's heart when he says this. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. And I believe that the heart of Jesus weeps over people who are presently just on the road to hell and have no idea and don't even think that hell exists. Church, you know, it says in the scriptures, who who wins souls is wise. Oh, I pray that we are gonna be a church that are gonna reach out to the lost, amen. Amen. And we are gonna save people and snatch them as it were from hell like the Bible tells us to. You know, once you're there, you can't get out. And that's for all eternity church we have much work to do amen we are going to be busy church we are going to be busy going out and winning people to christ and seeing god transform broken lives and make them whole again amen Amen. transform broken bodies and make them whole again transform people's broken minds and make them whole again hallelujah there is a cost to following Jesus, but oh my, it is worth it. It is worth it. We have eternity with him to look forward to, however hard it gets. And I just want to encourage you, God will not allow you to go any, through through anything that he will not keep you in. Yes. God hasn't promised to keep us from trouble, but he has promised to keep us through the trouble yes. hallelujah Amen. hallelujah god has a promise to keep us from trouble jesus said in this world you will have trouble yes. but be of good cheer i have overcome the world yes. said jesus hallelujah. and like i said greater is he that is in you and me than he that is in the world yes. know that god is sovereign and he reigns supreme across the whole of his creation And he is looking for men and women of God who are totally sold out and devoted to him for Christ and his kingdom. So let's have a look now in verses 11. So when these men went as a group and they found Daniel praying and asking God for help. He was asking God to help him. He didn't know how things were going to pan out. He thought he was going to go to the lion's den, but he was asking God for help. So they went to the king. Or they would, wouldn't they? I bet they didn't waste any time. And they spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days, anyone who prays to any God or man except to you, O king, would be thrown into the lion's den? You know, at that point, the king had no idea what they were up to. He had no idea. He thought so highly of Daniel. Thought so highly of him. Remember, he was going to set him over the whole of the kingdom. That's what he's got thought to do. So the king answered, the decree stands in accordance with the laws of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. Huh. Then came the shocking news. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, one of the exiles that that you brought here, one of the exiles, he, he pays no attention to you, O king, or to the decree that you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. You know, they must have watched him for such a long time to know that he did that. They watched him for a long time, but I'm pleased to tell you that God watches us all the time. And he loves it when we pray. He loves it when we pray. He longs for us to draw aside and spend time in the secret place with him just like he walked with Adam in the garden in the cool of the day. I've got some scriptures here that you might wanna write down, church. Psalm 34 verse four says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. Amen. Amen. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. What a promise. And this is again from Psalm 34. This is verse 15. It says, the eyes of the Lord are towards the uncompromisingly righteous. That's out like the amplified version. I love that. The eyes of the Lord are toward the uncompromisingly righteous. And his ears are open to their cry. It's almost like I can see God on his throne like this it's like this with his children i'm here for you my people i'm here what is it you need just like a good father what is it you need when your child comes to you what is it that you need what are your desires and the bible says when we delight in the lord he gives us the desires of our heart why because when we delight in the lord our desires line up with his desires yes amen Psalm ninety-one fifteen says, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will deliver him and honour him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. And lastly, Psalm 34, 17, the righteous cry out. And the Lord hears them, and he delivers them from all their troubles. If you're facing troubles and trials and situations, then cry out to the Lord. You know, church, when we pray, God moves. When we pray, God moves. I want to really encourage you, church. We're having a monthly prayer meeting now. The next one is March the 18th. Get it in your diary. Get it in your diary. We had an incredible time last Thursday. We God, God spoke to us. God spoke to us, and oh, it was great. It was, we, we were so excited when we came off. We were so excited. But you know, it says here in Deuteronomy 4:29, God was word says, if you seek the Lord your God, you will find him. If You look for him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. You see, church, it starts with us. It starts with us. And we need a godly determination and discipline to pray. The enemy hates it when we pray why he knows how powerful it is did you know that god sends his angels out into battle on your prayers i sometimes think if only we could see into the supernatural realm it would change and transform our prayer lives mm. but god does that when you pray and you think what when i pray yes when you pray You're a child of God. You don't realize the authority that you have in Christ. And you see, when you don't know the authority that you have, then you don't use it. When you don't think you have any authority, you don't use it. But God has given you authority. God has given you authority in Christ. Hallelujah. amen. God says, speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Church, speak to the mountain. Out of your mouth, speak to the mountain. You're a child of the Most High God. And the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Come on, church. It's these last days we've got to rise up as a mighty army, Mm. I believe. A mighty army that we would be a church that prays. Because then God will move. But God won't move if we don't pray. Mm. He's waiting on us. You see, it says, if you seek me, if you seek me, that's such a little word, but it has enormous consequence. And Jeremiah 29, 13 says, when you seek me. So it's if and it's when it starts with us. It's a bit like a circle, you know, we have determination and discipline and out of that comes desire and delight. And it kind of goes round and round. So determination is determination to get up and put the TV off and to go into that secret place or that place where you can be alone with God. Yes. That takes determination. It takes sacrifice. It takes discipline. But out of that comes desire and comes delight. Do you know this? You might want to write this down. The more you pray, the more you will want to pray. The less you pray, the less you will want to pray. Yeah, you might want to write that down. The more you pray, the more you will want to pray. The less you pray, the less you will want to pray. And Daniel was intentional in his praying. It says that he got down on his knees three times a day. That was his custom. And he prayed irrespective of his circumstances. He had... Courageous commitment. He had courageous commitment. He loved God. He honored God. He served God. He was a man of faith. He was a man of prayer. And he refused to compromise, even though he was facing a horrible death, being ripped to pieces by lions, because that was what he faced. And we will continue the story next week and see what God brought about but what is God saying to us today through this what is God the Holy Spirit saying to us today you know we can learn so much from Daniel and from men and women who lay their lives on the line who live for Christ and his kingdom who have an excellent spirit and refuse to compromise. Do you know, we're going to sing before we finish today. It's a great song. It says, Christ is enough for me. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Christ is my reward and all of my devotion the cross before me the world behind me no turning back no turning back let's pray church let's